Welcome to the Dr. Diamond Podcast, where doctors learn from industry experts proven methods to grow their practices like the top 1%. And now your hosts, President of OfficeAutomated.com, Robert Barton, and the CEO of New Patient Group, founder of the Dr. Diamond Club, national keynote speaker, and featured in Dental Economics, Forbes, and CNBC, Brian Wright. To episode three of the Dr. Diamond podcast. Uh, thank you for listening. Hey, Brian, how are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks. Uh, couldn't wait for this episode. We're going to be talking about how to grow your practice backwards. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I know you've been talking about this a lot from the standpoint of an inside out approach. That's what this title is indicating is uh, kind of a backwards or inside out approach. So yeah, get, tell us more about this, Brian. What is this inside-out approach? And I know you have some examples as well. I love these examples that you have, so I'm looking forward to, to hearing this. Yeah, the title actually really has two meanings, right? Where one, you know, the way we teach and the reason why our clients have so much success is because they grow their practice backwards than how the other 99% of practices in healthcare, really regardless of what type of healthcare practice it is, has always done it and always been taught to do it and has always learned in their respective schoolings how to do it. The other one is is the fact that you know growing your practice the way that you've probably al- always thought that you needed to grow it is actually a backwards approach compared to what is proven to be time and time most successful. And we've talked about this in, in previous uh, podcasts before, and obviously we speak all over the country about it, and it's something we're very passionate about is – The statistics prove the inside-out approach in growing a business. Forget just your dental practice, your orthodontic practice, whatever type of doctor you are. Forget that you're a healthcare practice and view it as a business for a minute. Regardless of that type of business, the inside-out approach grows your business at far superior levels than any other type of method that you would ever do to grow it. Now, the problem becomes is, is how do you do it? What exactly is the inside-out approach? What all does it entail? How long does it take? All of that stuff. There's a lot of questions that, that we get asked and are just asked in general by business owners that want to grow their business from the inside out. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense, Brian. You know, you mentioned statistics and a lot of different components to this inside-out approach. Um, you have an example about this. You, you, we've talked about it in the past. Give us, give me that example. You know, you were talking to a client recently, and, and t- tell me about more about that. Yeah, this client in particular was a dental practice, and this is a conversation that we have not just with this one client. I mean, we have them with with people all over the country, but they just because of the topic today, this was just most recent, and we were talking about you know how to grow their practice this coming year. And, you know, they had some ideas of some marketing that they wanted to do, maybe some postcards, pay-per-click and things like that. And again, that's that goes back to the outside-in approach in what most healthcare practices, dental and specialty, orthodontists, etc., first look to when they say, I want to grow. Well, this was a GP practice, so obviously a hygiene department included in that. And we sat down and I asked them, so what is your no-show rate or what are your unproductive hours in hygiene for this total for total for this year? And they weren't able to answer it. And you know, part of what we're so big on, this was a newer client, part of what we're so big on is tracking all the stats, the behind-the-scenes stats that give you a completely different view of your business. Production, collections, new patients, yeah. You've got to know it, but those are all results of all the other numbers and metrics going on inside the practice. 
most people agree with that. Very rare. I don't think I've ever had anybody disagree with the fact that production is actually just a result of everything else going on inside your operation. The problem is, is how do you view and how do you analyze the data and get the data of everything else going on inside your operation? So we're having the conversation about unproductive hours and hygiene. Well, you need to know that statistic because let's say in the year 2017, uh, just as a make-believe, let's say you had three hygienists and that total was 150 hours as an example. Well, if you don't know that stat, then that is, that is the reason why the inside-out approach works at such a high level because if you don't know that stat, the only thing you can do is operate blind and your feeling, if you want to increase hygiene production, is, well, we need, to, we need to go get more new patients so we get more seats filled up in hygiene. But when reality, the finest CEOs, the finest business owners, managers, etc., the way they look at that is, is, okay, let's first analyze and have a metric, have a stat, that tells me how many hours my hygienists were unproductive. And let's say that hour is again is 150. Well then, your goal for the following year should be reducing that by 30 to 50%. So maybe in the year 2018, when you go and you analyze it at the end of the year, that number should be, as an example, 75 total hours of unproductive hours. That just reduced it by 50%. Now, if you do that, that means that you have 50% more patients sitting in your hygiene chair at the end of 2018 than you did in 2017 without spending one dime on marketing and fixing a hole in the boat. And that is an example of the inside-out approach where so many people would spend money and they, you know, pay-per-click is an example. Yeah, we're getting new patients from it. We feel like it's working. The problem is, is you feel like it's working. A lot of metrics aren't tracked even with that type of advertising campaign. But once you've improved it 50% in that example I described, your hygiene production is going to go up even if you're the worst hygiene production practice ever. It's probably going to go up 15% in 2018 as compared to 2017 without you spending one dime on marketing. And that is a one example of obviously thousands we could sit here and talk about of the inside-out approach growing a dental practice at far higher levels than any type of marketing. And mind you, that's only one operation we're talking about, one statistic. Because again, hygiene production is not a goal. Healthcare practices look at it that way, but it's not a goal. Hygiene production is a result of what your goal should be, as I just described. Your goal in 2018 is to reduce unproductive hours or increase the amount of people sitting in your hygiene chairs by 50%. So if that's your goal, then the strategy can be let's define specific protocols and verbiage to go with those protocols to reduce no-shows, improve our recare system, etc. And then that's how you get more seats in the chair without spending one dime on marketing. It's free and it works at a much higher level. And once you do that, you're going to grow. And as a result, your hygiene production is going to increase. And that's an example of running your practice backwards. It's the end result is the hygiene production, okay? We want it to go up, but how do we get it to go up without knowing the metrics? And that's what we're so big on tracking the stats because, the st- again, without the stats, you're operating blind. And because hygiene is only one example, that's why our practices and the inside-out approach skyrockets practices because you increase your hygiene production 15% by just improving your hygiene no-shows. 
That doesn't even include talking about new patient telephone conversion and presenting money properly, new patient experience, and hundreds more. And that is why the inside-out approach is far superior to anything else. So you talk about these stats, and you mentioned some of the production, new patient, referral sources, you know, some of the standard statistics that people keep, yet some of these stats you're talking about are, are more custom stats. Um, how, what are some of the strategies that you've seen to identify and then track these custom type of stats? Yeah, our stats are more centralized and focused on ones that cannot be automated. You know, there's practice management softwares out there that spit out your production. Uh, There's codes to be able to tell you how many crowns you did in a year, things like that. The things that we track get the team involved with tracking their stats because there's metrics that give you instant, uh, you can view how well, long story short, you can view how well each employee in your organization is doing. It tracks employee performance as well as organizational performance, and there's a lot of things like cash flow conversion as an example. Businesses that have higher cash flow outproduce their competition by wide margins. That doesn't matter if you're a dental practice, a restaurant, the list goes on and on, an orthodontic practice or or our company. The more cash flow you have, cash is king and cash solves a lot of problems to say the least. So a statistic that we have tracked Inside our practice, in addition to treatment acceptance, which a lot of practices already track that, is cash flow. It's how much money did you present today to the patient versus how much did you collect today from the patient. And the national average, according to Dental Economics, is $0.18 for every dollar presented is actually collected at the time of presentation. Our practices, it's right under $0.40 for every dollar. So our practices have twice as much cash flow in hand than the national average simply by specific financial presentation, but then tracking the metric because it tells us as an organization, okay, we have these, you know, 50 practices over here. They're at 22%. We have these other 50 practices over here at 35%. And these are just examples, of course. Well, it tells us those practices at 22% aren't doing something at the level we know that they can. And it also gives feedback to the business owner that they're not as well, which means If you want to increase your cash flow, people talk about profitability. Well, cash flow defines your profitability and vice versa. So if you want to increase your cash flow, a lot of practices always try to dig really deep into the numbers. They try to save a dollar here, a dollar there. How can I get rid of an employee or how can I adjust employee salaries, whatever it may be? There's tons of more examples when in reality, if you want to double down and become more cash flow positive... You focus on how your financial expert is presenting money to consumers because their job is not clinical. Their job is commercial. Presenting money to a consumer and overcoming their objections has nothing to do with your clinical expertise. So by them properly understanding and going through our financial university course as an example, how to present money, overcome objections in a way that entices consumers to put more money down at the time of presentation, beautiful things happen, and bam, right there you just became more profitable because you have more cash flow in hand. Hmm. So the the point is that a lot of the stats that you keep are really measuring the efficiency of every department within the practice, which then allows them to take particular action from inside the practice to grow that particular department or fix specific things within that department. And furthermore, 
those stats aren't typically spit out by a typical practice management software. That is 100, 100% correct. I mean, every aspect of your dental practice, of your orthodontic practice, of your business period represents growth. So you have to have feedback and you have to have metrics that's telling you how that specific operation is working. Is it working well? Is it not working well? Somewhere in between. As well as how the employees are performing that specific part of your business. Without those numbers, you are operating blind. And I think everybody agrees with that. It's just a matter of, okay, now what stats do I actually track and how do I do it in order to give me that information? And then once I have the information, then what do I do with it? And that is something that, you know, obviously we're here for. It's a big part of our program uh, with the Diamond Club and then also the company I'm CEO with New Patient Group. But the first and foremost is, is before our program can work at the highest levels or any program, You've got to have metrics to back up whether or not it's improving, whether or not it even needs work to begin with, uh, you know, and everything else that we could talk about <laughs> pertaining to the stats. And, and I've had the experience of also wanting to know how a person in a particular um, position within my practice is performing compared to the previous person that was in that position. You know, you want to be able to compare the two and, and to see if the person you currently have is living up to or, or performing performing at the same level as the previous person or vice versa, you know, you can then coach and you can train and you can, you know, give them a standard and have them live up to that standard. I think taking these stats and having these stats is very important for that as well. Agree completely. And, you know, these stats give you a great metric on employee versus employee. So as an example, let's say you're maybe a smaller practice, you have two receptionists. And you want to see if Betty or Susie, you want to see which one's performing better. Well, You've got to track your new patient telephone conversion, how many they're converting onto the schedule, that is, between the two. So the beauty of these stats is is the dashboard adds them all up together so you can see them total for your whole organization. But it also is also great because it also breaks it down employee versus employee. So maybe Betty's conversion rate is 68% and Nancy's is 97%. Well, it's a great way to bonus based off of performance. It's a great metric to give instant feedback to employees on their performance. I mean, I, I don't know about you, but hopefully you guys out there listening have teams that want to be given feedback so they can improve. Uh, if you have the type team that just looks at that as a criticism tool, you may need to rethink who you have working for you because you always want employees going, give, give me data so I know what to improve so I'm not operating blind. So, Brian, you know, that was a lot about stats and how we can grow a practice backwards or from the inside out using stats. What's another example? Well, the stats lead you into the staff training and human resources does as well. But that's going to be a topic for another time because HR is actually another inside out approach to growing your business that that so many people fail on. But the staff training is very difficult unless you have metrics to know what you need to train on. And it's a, it's a big failure with businesses out there, again, inside healthcare, outside of healthcare, just businesses in general on, they base it on feel. Well, you know, I think we need some, some new patient telephone training. I heard a, I heard a bad call the other day, listening in on, on a recorded call. We need new patient telephone training. So they go out and do it or whatever it may be. We need hygiene training, whatever it is, hundreds of examples we could give without having the proper metrics to tell you what you need how to improve it, 
And then is it getting better or is it getting worse? Because again, we didn't when we I didn't talk about with the stats is the stats is also an accountability measure in place to ensure your staff is continually getting better. Well, once you analyze that and you're looking at them, that then tells you specifically what staff training you need. Like the example we were talking about in hygiene with hygiene unproductive hours. And again, that goes with if you're an orthodontist and you have no-shows and you have empty chairs with your current clients coming in there, current patients. Once you know that, then you can focus on the staff training that's necessary to fix it. So the example we talked about with the unproductive hours and hygiene is, okay, now let's focus on proven protocols and staff training that's going to reduce my no-shows and my late cancellations. Let's focus on staff training and proven protocols that improves a recare system and a GP practice. And then as we do that, because we're growing from the inside out, we are going to be tracking stats to ensure that we know that the training is working and recare is improving and that our hygiene, our no-shows in hygiene, our late cancellations in hygiene are reducing. They're going down and we're getting more people in the chair. Those are all inside-out approaches on how they build on each other and why we're calling this growing your practice backwards. Because again, it's actually the right way to grow, but it's backwards versus how almost every business on the planet in and out of healthcare grow or grows. So those are, again, a small, tiny example of many things we'll talk about in a lot more podcasts and that our program in general talks about and helps with. But I think it makes the point that they all tie together. Everything in your business ties together and needs to work in harmony. So you've got to have the stats to tell you what needs to improve. Then you've got to have the training in order to improve it. And then it goes back to the stats to give you metrics if it's improving. And obviously much more in depth as as well. And many more examples we could talk about. So obviously the stats anchor uh, the, the information that is necessary to decide where to fix the problem, where to grow it from the inside out, also whether or not that's working. That's right. And that's why you need to understand what a goal actually is because, okay, your production was 200,000 this month. Okay, well, that's good. You know, that may, well, it may be good in your mind. It may not be, but where does it tell you what to work on? And that's such a problem when your focus is production, collections, new patients. None of that tells you what needs focus inside your business? None of it. But all these other metrics we're talking about gives you specific areas of focus to improve on, which in turn is going to increase your bottom line in the end result, which is your production, collections, new patients. Wow, that's that's really good stuff. I mean, I'm, I know for myself, we have focused on production and collections and all those numbers, and then you you, you do something, you try to do something different, but you don't have that really defined in the stats and you don't really, you're not, you can't measure it. So then you just keep looking at the production and the collections and, and those big numbers, but you have nothing to lead you to that. Yeah. And it, it's actually Robert, why so many practice, why it's very difficult to convince a lot of practices that they can grow tremendously when they think that they're already doing well by just fixing and focusing on the internal and growing it from the inside out. A lot of, it's a very difficult conversation with a lot of doctors because they've been so trained to think marketing, 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 new patients, new patients. That, that's the thought process. Instead of analyze my business, 
put metrics in place to analyze my business and then focus on improving each one of those entities throughout my operation. And if you do that, even five to 10% every year throughout every operation, uh, that's six figure plus growth on, on a yearly basis. And I've heard you say that before. It's like that you, you would treat every department as its own business within your business. That's exactly right. Whether it's, you know, your no-shows, that is its own business. If you're the CEO of your no-shows, what would you do to make sure that you were putting innovative methods in place to reduce them at the highest levels? Okay. And that's also for your new patients and your current patients. There's two different ways to reduce those. Well, you've got to track the stats, but each one of those represents growth. If I walk into your practice or if I had my own practice and this year I reduced my new patient no-shows 10% and my current patients, existing patients no-shows by whatever, 25%, that's automatically right there. No matter how bad my practice was internally, we're going to trip over another 30 plus thousand in production just from that one example of just improving and getting more people through the door. And so that that's an example, again, of one, why it's hard to, to talk to people or discuss this a lot of times because they don't believe the growth is there internally. But when you start breaking every operation down, you're the CEO of your hygiene department, you're the CEO of your hygiene, and then break down everything in hygiene. Everything represents growth and why there's so much growth left on the table by even the most successful practices. But when you add it all together, uh, you're talking millions of dollars and you know a, a practice that will be recession-proof, what I like to call, because when you go inside out, you defeat your competition so bad because you have a foundation in your business that far supersedes them that even in the worst economic times, you're still going to grow, maybe not as much as you otherwise would, but you're still going to have significant growth and you're going to vastly outproduce the competition who I promise you are not doing these type of things that we're talking about. Yeah, that's absolutely fantastic stuff there. It kind of gets your your head spinning a little bit, but you know, the, I think what's important is is to know that you already have all this figured out. You already have a program for this. You you know what stats are are the ones that should be kept and how to keep them and and that type of thing. Yeah, I mean, it's a turnkey approach. You know, we basically have it all in place. Uh, you know, from a statistical measure to a training measure to even a marketing measure on how to get the right patients in. Uh, that are going to ensure you close them at the higher levels or the highest levels when they're there. And, you know, so it's not having to try to figure it all out yourself. And that's where that partnership comes in, where, you know, we're right along there with you uh, with a fabulous platform and a fabulous program that, you know, that ensures people uh, achieve maximum growth. And it's why our, our, why our clients average 20 to 40% revenue increases uh, within their first year. And a lot of practices go, ah, we're, we're doing too well to ever reach that. And those are the ones that usually leave the most growth on the table when you start breaking it down operation by operation. It amazes the doctors. Uh, you know, when you're a successful practice, you have a lot of incoming calls that you're dropping because of how many incoming calls you actually have. So you go and just fix the phones and put a metric on it and say, okay, you're averaging about four or five lost opportunities a month. You go and prove that by 50%. You just added two to two and a half new patients a month that you didn't have before. And if you're good at what you do, you're going to close those people at high rates. So if you charge 5000 a pop, you just grew your practice 120 grand in one year just by having a metric on the phones and then knowing how to train it. And that's where we have it all in place to make sure the client is successful. 
That's absolutely amazing content, Brian. And I want to thank you so much for sharing that with us. I mean, um, I think the how to grow your practice backwards is is a little catchy, and but I think it makes total sense once you really um, go back and, and listen to what you're saying and, and the fact that there's so many lost opportunities within all of our practices. So with that, I want to thank you for sharing, and we look forward to spending time with you as the listener again very soon. I appreciate it, Robert. And listeners, remember to subscribe to our podcast. Type in Dr. Diamond Club into iTunes. And also remember to subscribe to the Dr. Diamond Club YouTube station, New Patient Group YouTube station. Thanks so much, listeners. We'll talk to you next time.